Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Are you familiar with this term? Do you guys know about this? You heard about this? The white rabbit? Or... Uh, yeah, so it's like, uh, it's a, a phrase that people will say at the, uh, the beginning of a month. Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit is a superstition found in Britain and North America wherein a person says or repeats the words rabbit, rabbits, and or white rabbits, racist, allowed when waking on the first day of a month to ensure good luck for the rest of it. Which is why I said it for this podcast's first words upon waking for this month. Um, you've never heard of this superstition before? Never, ever mm-hmm. heard no. of this superstition before. Okay, well, we can check that off the list. Okay, <laughs> we'll turn next. No, I don't know. I, uh, I, I did this this morning just to see if anything would change because, you know, my life is in shambles, generally speaking. And I thought, you know what, let's, let's give it a shot. I don't believe in superstitions or whatever, but um, if my month goes bad, I will fully blame it on this white-ass rabbit that I tried to conjure this morning. I don't know why people say rabbit. Like, are, are rabbits inherently lucky? I know people have, like, a lucky rabbit's foot, which is morbid as fuck. It wasn't lucky for the rabbit. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what do you think? I, I mean, the rabbit's foot's the only thing I know about, and the only other white rabbit I can think of is the one in Alice in Wonderland, and I don't know that he was super lucky for her. Mm. Pulled her down a, you know, spinning drug-fueled trip of a rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, man, I gotta check out that movie again. Yeah, you do. Wait, <laughs> she went in his rabbit hole? Yeah, Whoa. she that went was in a different... his rabbit hole. <laughs> I watched a different movie, I think. <laughs> Alice fell through the rabbit hole. <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I feel like if you uh, have one rabbit's foot and it's lucky, then having four has got to be four times as lucky. So uh, if you just like got three rabbits at the beginning of the day, you got four feet, it's like 12 luck. Oh, wow. So maybe that's why saying rabbit so many times is lucky, because you, you get all those feet. Yeah. And then you get to eat rabbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I guess. I guess yeah. so. Conies. Not what Samwise calls them. Conies. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wait, what? Samwise from... Uh, from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, man, that really changes my opinion on Coney Island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rabbit Island. Oh, no. What's in those hot dogs? Yeah, they oh, used no. to be full of rabbits, that island. Yeah. <laughs> now it's Not full of hot dogs. <laughs> Maybe that's where Lucky Rabbit's feet were first sold, is like tchotchkes, you know. It's like they were like, they had to get rid of them on the island. Because you can't put that in a hot mm-hmm. dog? No, you, you can't put, put the feet. Yeah. <laughs> you put the rest of the rabbit in the hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> Including the fur, of course. That's why whenever you get a hot dog pack and you open it up and sometimes like a, a couple of layers down in that package, you just have like a bunny ear. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it God. happens all the time. Somebody put a dry leaf in this again. Man. <laughs> well, I still eat them. Oh, well, you have to. Like, I don't like to waste food. So I'm like, oh, this is some type of hot dog beef jerky. Here we go. <laughs> That's so gross, but <laughs> super gross. <laughs> but Brett loves it. It's a delicacy. I mean, this rabbit sacrificed itself for us to nosh on, you know? Did, did it sacrifice itself or did we murder it? Um, I I don't know. I've never been to the rabbit harvesting facility. We're talking about like weird factories a lot. Recently, <laughs> right? The mushroom factory recently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if maybe there's just like an open wood chipper that oh. bunnies can just like hop into as they uh, go to the factory. Maybe they go through depression. I don't know. I don't know what they got going on. I, I'm, I'm not a part of the rabbit community. I haven't uh, explored those options. So apologies to our, our rabbit listeners, I guess. I don't know. They got big ass ears. They can probably hear this. <laughs> I don't know. Just the duck community. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, and that's like that picture. There's like the rabbit and the duck that you can see either way, the optical illusion. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So maybe that's where this is. Maybe maybe Brent is Two-Face. Oh, my God. Mm, he's been a duck person all along, but soon he's coming for those rabbits. Oh, hell yeah. Now we got an excuse to buy a half-burnt tuxedo. <laughs> Finally. Perfect. Finally. What <laughs> <laughs> have always been dreaming of. Plus, you can let half of your face go, finally, which is nice. I've been letting all my face go, so that just means it's upkeep on the rest of it. You so you're know? gonna do makeup on the other side. Now I get it. Now I have to put effort into oh, wow. it. You know, half the effort, but still. Yeah, some yeah. amount of effort. Well, that's too bad, but um, I do think this has been too a furious. Great, it's been a great conversation. <laughs> too too furious. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's just jump into it. We're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. I'm Sarah. I'm Josh. Hey, welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Look at these pros. Oh my God. We've doubled the amount of hosts. And Brent and I are going to step away now. Oh, That's well, right. as the CEO, I am proud to be back on the show. And welcome back. You know what? We've uh, followed through on a lot of your instructions that you listed. We did um, Spider-Man. We did Spider-Man. We did uh, Jesus movie. We did. Yes, um, we did some spiritual. Uh, yeah, let's talk about spirituality. Yeah. Uh, we did. Uh, we had. Liz on the last episode, another female, female right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, people with S names, which is yourself. We've got uh, Liz's last name has an S in it. Perfect. Um, Josh has an S. So honestly, we're looking for a raise at this point. So <laughs> you're looking forward to get a hundred times zero is zero. Okay, oh, wait. See. Brent, don't confuse Brent with math. <laughs> I'm right. classically terrible at math. Just let, him, ex- like, just let yeah. him expect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good I'm going to give you a hundred percent raise, Brent. <gasps> Oh, yeah. We did Hell it, bro. Yeah. Oh, boy. I cannot wait to donate all of it to SoundCloud. Did it. <laughs> Our lovely donation, everybody. Hell, yeah. Um, well, I didn't have any uh, many topics today because mostly we just want to talk about the main topic, which is uh, mm-hmm. Matrix. And uh, this is kicking off Matrix May or, or Matrix, which I've been trying mm-hmm. to write. And notes it works better than saying it. Putting it really M-A-Y. does before that but uh but i i am like more partial to saying matrix because it's stupid one and then yeah like if you write it out it it looks better to me matrix may is a little bit basic yeah yeah um before we jump into the topic i do have uh one thing i want to try here on the show i came across this in the wild yesterday have you heard about these nitro pepsis where they had the little like nitro capsule in the in these tall boy Pepsi's. No, why would they even do that? No, I don't know, but they did, and I uh, I finally found a couple. I had one yesterday that was just the regular nitro Pepsi. This is the nitro Pepsi vanilla draft cola. So I wanted to try this on the show here, and uh, if people go back and listen to that pop culture combat episode where we did the Pepsi versus Coke, and we opened up the the two sodas and we had that on air. And people could hear it. The Pepsi opening sounded a bit like a soda queef. Is what, there's <laughs> no better way. That's the most scientifically accurate way to put it. So let me open up this one and see what this one sounds like. Again, it has a little like nitro capsule in it. So hopefully it, it sounds better than what was recorded previously. But here we go. Holy, oh that God. was a lot. That was intense. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's coming for you. Oh, my God. That was someone like, did. I'm from the pits, from the depths <laughs> of hell. It has these little like orange. Well, I can't show you now because it'll spill this all over my do computer. It, but it. it has a little like orange like pop tab on the top of it. I don't know why. I don't know what the significance is of that. The uh, the other one had that too, even though the can was blue. But um, it's very good. It's very creamy. 
Like, I know we're not classically like Pepsi people, Stephen, mm-hmm. but like if you come across one of these, you might try it because I think you you might like that. It's it's very good, very delicious. I'm intrigued for sure. I don't really understand the need for it in the world, but um, I guess there's a lot of things I don't understand the need in the world. So. Yeah, there doesn't need to be a need. Uh, it's not carbonated enough with just normal carbonation. You gotta get that got nitro it. boost. I, mean, I, mm-hmm. I agree with that. With the yeah. specifically with the uh, the previously mentioned episode where mm-hmm. they definitely sounded like weaker than like Cokes. So yeah, mm-hmm. maybe they did need I a, think they listened to that episode. Oh, wow. They heard where they were lacking. So you guys really changed the face of Pepsi. We did. Yeah. We've certainly changed how they put carbonation in their <laughs> sodas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If anything, you know. So the inside of Pepsi then. I that's guess. right. Okay. Mm. Changing Pepsi from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Well, that's a good place to start, honestly. That was the the, 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 the start, root cause number of the, the issue, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just it was just scrap that. You should be more like Coke. If you're more like Coke, you might taste better. <laughs> Are you guys Pepsi people? No. No. Yeah. Ever? Mm. Ever diet oh, Pepsi or anything never. like that? Never. Nope. Uh-uh. Like, Pepsi seemed to be like, I don't know when. It was like the 80s or whatever. There's like a certain mm. period of time where like diet Pepsi is, shows up in like in a lot of movies, mm-hmm. I noticed. And like, like teenagers were drinking it. And I was like, what is this? But I don't remember ever really, like my grandmother had it and then we would drink it over there. But we never mm-hmm. really bought Pepsi that I remember. I was 100% Dr. Pepper. Oh, but yeah. this will tell you how long ago I stopped drinking soda because it was either Dr. Pepper or Big Red. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Big Red was so sugary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. <laughs> if you've ever seen a Big Red in the wild that is not red, it's like one of the blue or yellow flavors, but it's still called Big Red. It's you have one of those weird like disassociation moments where reality starts to unfurl around you. And it's like, oh, no, they just it's a brand thing. You're like, oh, OK. Did you know I didn't forget what colors were. <laughs> I didn't know they had that. There's a guy I used to work with who loved Big Red, uh, but he liked the blue version. And I was like, it's not Big Red anymore. No. And he was very convinced that it was Big Red. And I was like... Do they taste the same? Yeah. They're just like... It's just marketing packaging. Pretty sure. Sort of. I yeah. didn't taste it because it seems weird. <laughs> I can confirm for you the the flavor is different. It's a... Uh, it's like a raspberry flavor. I had it not too long ago at, at my dad's house. So, yeah. Blue raspberry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a thing, I guess. Interesting. I never knew that was a thing. I bet they're just as sugary. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm for sure. each I'm each sure. level. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's fascinating. I'm I'm glad that you've gotten your nitro Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that Hell what you call yeah, it, brother? Nitro Pepsi. Nitro Pepsi. Yes. Yeah. Mm, very good. You know. I bet if I had a nitro Coke though, or nitro RC, pff, forget about let's it. Let's go. Hey, forget listen, nitro it. everything. I don't give a shit. <laughs> nitro water, five dollars, please. Oh my God! Can you imagine? <laughs> You just open it up and it just immediately boils on your face. Oh yeah, oh it's perfect. It's a great yeah boil face. That can be boil that face. half of your face. If you put it on half of your face, you could be two face. Oh, oh my god, god. you yes. could be even uglier than you are now. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> dare to dream, Stephen. Dare to dream. <laughs> um, okay, so back to uh, back to main topics at hand, I guess. Um, so we're doing all of the Matrix movies, including the Animatrix, so all the Matrix properties um, throughout mm-hmm. the month. And uh, luckily, we have five weeks for five Tuesdays for releasing those all throughout Matrix May Matrix. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I figure if we just keep saying it. It will catch People, on yeah, by the time June hits, you know? And obviously, we're going to start with uh, The Matrix, 1999. So I'm going to go ahead. You want me to go ahead and just jump into it? Are we doing this? Go for it. Yeah, All right, let's go, go for it. it. We're doing it. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> I, he's Stephen. I'm Brent. Uh, Josh, Sarah, you know the whole film. <laughs> we get so lost. <laughs> um, all right. Obviously, this was written and directed by the Wachowskis, and uh, lots of different people were in this movie. And I'm trying to get down to that and not stall for time. But obviously, Keanu Reeves as Thomas Anderson, Neo, uh, Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus, Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity. Oh, I guess she's so good in this. Uh, Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith, Joey Pants as Cipher. Uh, Marcus Chong as Tank, Anthony Ray Parker as Dozer, Julian Arahanga as Apoc, Matt Doran as Mouse. I looked that dude up when I was looking people up for this, by the way. He, he mm-hmm. became a hunk. That little mousy dude is not actually like, like – he doesn't look like that now. Gloria Foster as the Oracle. Um, there's some other people in it. I'm going to stop there. But, um, yeah, so it's got a bunch of great people in it. Um, I was going to say right off the bat, too, we're going to definitely talk a lot of spoilers Mm-hmm. in this oh, yeah. so um, and I have some notes but obviously this movie has been a part of our lives for a long time and I'm very curious kind of histories and stuff mm-hmm. uh, for people and, um, and later on I would also be curious because you guys are obviously on our first episode for Matrix May but I'm curious you guys have seen all the rest of the sequels mm-hmm. including Resurrections the newest one so I was it really changed the context of watching all of them for me after that one. So maybe later on we can kind of talk about that too. But uh, Josh, would you like to start us off with your history of Matrix? Oh, um, yeah, sure. When I was in high school uh, is when this movie came out because mm-hmm. uh, I'm an old person now. Um, and I had a bunch of friends that like the thing we did was go and see movies. Like, uh, you know, we hang out and play games, but then it'd be like, oh, Friday, Saturday, we'll go see movies. So I went and saw this at, uh, I think it was the Cinemark in oh, Tulsa. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we went to like the the night, like the release night uh, showing. And I remember just feeling like uh, it was something that I'd never seen before. And that yeah, I was right. like, oh, mm-hmm. movies are going to be totally different from here on out. And then they weren't. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, yeah. though. I like that. Uh, I don't remember going to the theater. I remember, I feel like I did. I remember the sequels. Because they were so big, and that was like right in the the heyday of like midnight movies and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't remember actually the Matrix. I, I'm sure I saw it in theaters, but um, yeah. What about you, Sarah? Yeah, I remember this being a really like new concept kind of movie when I watched it. Like, oh my gosh, this is so different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we the the city that I grew up in, the movie theater kind of was full of asbestos so you had to drive like 20 <laughs> minutes to the, t- down to the town next door super safe for fires <laughs> super super but safe for fires <laughs> so you had to drive like 20 minutes to get to a really nice theater so that's where all of my friends we we would actively make treks out of town a to real go. journey a real journey 20 whole minutes i, I do <laughs> no. appreciate that she's like it was 20 minutes outside of a town <laughs> i was like from my house to the cinema it was 20 minutes <laughs> in the same town right <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, yeah, you live for quality, and that's good. Yes, exactly. Live for quality. But mm. yeah, I remember this being like a big deal when we watched it. And I mean, I know we're going to talk later about how it all fits together, but this was definitely my favorite of all of them. That's a good starting point, too. Yes. I mean, it's obviously the longest one we've been with, you know, because mm-hmm. like the sequels came out like four years after this one did. So we all lived with that by itself, and it was so singular and awesome. Uh, but yeah, it certainly changed with the sequels, and that really kind of affected all of it for me. Yeah. And then the newest one really changed everything to me. So, um, but I feel like that first one, yeah, it, there's something about it. Like I was looking it up, and 
even just like the bullet time alone, like that type of technology and how that was like everywhere afterwards. Like it was even like Shrek Two. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fiona does like yes, a bullet she time totally kick, does. right? Yes. It's like it was like everywhere after yeah. that. It was so funny. But it was I watched some behind the scenes stuff about how they filmed that last night, and it's still fascinating how they put it all together and made it look so good at the time. Mm-hmm. So there's this awesome really cool. game that came out. I don't know actually if it came out before or after the Matrix called Max Payne, and like mm-hmm. the whole premise of the game was that you're like this hitman, but you can go into bullet time. Uh, mm-hmm. So like basically, uh, anytime you were like, oh, I want to do cool stuff like Neo, you're just like, oh, I'm gonna hit this bullet time button and do all these like cool dives and flips and stuff. Uh, so it's like it, it was certainly yeah. everywhere. Yeah, that's so funny. I'm looking it up to see <laughs> when that game actually came out. It was right after it was 2001. I think it was, I was gonna say. I think it was in the early 2000s. Yeah, so right after that. Yeah. I forgot about that game though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Brent? What was your history with Matrix? I remember vividly when this movie came out the weekend um, because I was working my first job at McDonald's at the time, and all my friends were getting together that Friday to go to the movies to see this. But not me. I was working, taking orders. People have to have their shitty little cheeseburgers, but um, somebody had to step up, you know. Um, But all that to say, like, I remember seeing commercials leading up to it. I was like, oh, this movie looks cool, but I wasn't in, like, a major hurry to see it. So I didn't actually watch the movie until it came out on VHS, like, later on. Yes, VHS. It was a outdated technology at this point. But uh, I remember buying it sight unseen at uh, I think Walmart or whatever I was like I've heard this is good so I'll try this and I went home and watched it I was uh, really impressed with it I, I really enjoyed it at the at the time yeah I like to this the it's like one of the most groundbreaking special effects movies of all time and you're like VHS please I know uh-huh. I really right. want you to go see a re-showing of this in an actual theater yeah. right now <laughs> feels important I know yeah uh, make up for lost time uh, but I, you know, I didn't have, I was poor. We didn't have a, a DVD player. Like, uh, so like VHS was the way for me, you know, you know, so. compared to like streaming services now, which we talk about a lot, you know, the cost of them getting, it's like cable, but also I always think about like, well, I used to spend $5 on one movie to rent a blockbuster, right? Like, mm-hmm. and like that VHS tape was at least fourteen ninety five. Like, oh yeah. You, mm-hmm. you still spend like 20 bucks. It. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. you still bought a brand new, you know, cassette tape. Yeah. And like after I got done watching it, if I wanted to watch it again, I have to wait four and a half minutes for it to rewind <laughs> to start that shit all over. And then like fast forward through the trailers at the beginning of it, you know? So yeah, I forget about those. Oh, like yeah. FBI warnings and stuff. Oh, yeah. You yeah. don't watch any discs anymore, so there's none of that. No. You can see some really outdated trailers mm-hmm. on all the oh, Disney yeah. VHSs that I have at home <laughs> if you ever want to. <laughs> Yeah, Sarah has quite the collection of I do. those old, like, clamshell yeah. Disney cases. Yeah, Those are great. Someday I may get a hundred or so dollars for them. Yeah. <laughs> no, for the looked, entire collection. Yeah. yeah. We looked yeah. one day, there was, like, a guy selling each, like, like Little Mermaid for, like, a thousand dollars. Oh, is it the one with the dick on the cover? It probably was that one, yeah. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. yeah you should check for I dicks. I should check for dicks mm-hmm. on the covers of my movies. Mm-hmm. You should always check. That's I what they teach check. us in school. <laughs> In lieu of math, I learned about that. So, <laughs> oh, that explains a lot now. It does. That yeah, really explains a lot because you're really into <laughs> yeah. penises, but not as so much math. So. Yeah, you know, it's cool. a, a proclivity. Interesting. Didn't know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, 
Yeah, I don't remember really theater experience. Brent doesn't remember oh, going to the theater. Oh, that's way too long so, ago. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, but even like seeing it there at all, I just don't even know. I remember the, I remember vividly the sequels, so we'll, we'll talk about those in following weeks and stuff. But um, yeah, so I like I said, I have some notes, but I like Brent and I have basically just been skipping around, and especially with this movie, it's I don't want to go like plot by, point by plot point, but um, Brent, if you have any notes, did you write some notes down? I did, you know, so... Anytime we watch something for the podcast, and I was telling my wife this, I pull it up on my notes app, and I put the title in there, put the year that the movie came out, and then I'll start jotting down notes as I'm watching the movie, and I wrote down green WB logo, and then that was it for like the first hour. <laughs> nice. And I, I watched this in two two parts, right? So uh, my wife kind of like suffered through that first hour. She was not into it at all. So then I was like, okay, let's just go to bed. So then last night, as we were uh, got home from going out, uh, we uh, we put it back on, and she just immediately fell asleep on the couch, <laughs> and I finished the movie. And I'll be honest with you, like the 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 first hour that I watched of this on that first night um, of Hanukkah, uh, there was. I don't know. There's something about it where it's just like, man, I'm just like not into this for whatever reason. Like it was, it was good. And I understood like the plot and all of that stuff. But like, I just wasn't feeling it for whatever reason. However, when I watched the rest of it last night, I was like, oh, okay, man. You know, like there, there's something about it where it, when I was going through this on iTunes to find the movie to throw on, I went under action movies and I scrolled down to the M section. It was not there. I was like, what the fuck? So I found it under sci-fi and I think maybe it's a little too sci-fi for me at some times. So it disconnects a little bit, but I don't know. I, th I feel like after that first hour, once you figure out what the matrix is and they, they set a lot of the, the table, then you can like go through and enjoy like, okay, so here's the scenario and all this stuff. And I haven't really sat down to watch this movie uh, in the last like 15 years or whatever. So this is me doing that. Um, it's just like ever present in pop culture. You, if you've got, um, TV that you watch, you can like scroll through channels and invariably sometimes, uh, this, uh, this various parts of this movie will be on, you know? So, and like you were saying, like that bullet time thing of Neo flying back and, uh, the Trinity jumping in the air, uh, at the beginning of the movie, this has all been parodied to death and like other movies and everything so it is kind of weird to like have all of that in my brain while going back to the source of it and watching it there you know yeah it's kind of funny almost now like i wonder about like i, I always kind of look at things from my uh the the lens of my nephew christian who's 14 and mm -hmm. he sees things like years later like he was born after this movie came out so i don't know does he know he might know shrek more especially as a kid yeah he might know bullet time before even knowing what Neo was and mm -hmm. all or Trinity, who she is or the mm -hmm. matrix is or whatever. And I wonder like, would kids today know, know more of the parodies of it would even mean much to them. If like to us, it was like, Oh my God, this was like such a new thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, only if it's, it's on TikTok. Life. That's the only thing they know in respect <laughs> is TikTok. Can you bullet time on TikTok? You can do anything on TikTok, I guess. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I assume you could you could probably sell a kidney on there. You could do anything you want. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, kidney sales. We yeah, got yeah. large kidneys, we got small kidneys. <laughs> sell your kidney, get into foot porn, whatever you want to do, you know? <laughs> the world is your oyster. I did have a note, too, that, that the opening music and the title really set the tone. They have that, those like... 
it's like these moments where like it builds up and like it pulls back and then the way they like zoom in through the numbers mm. and the, the matrix is making all the things with all the code or whatever the digital rain yes mm-hmm. digital rain digital rain <laughs> yeah it's uh <laughs> It's um, it sets the tone really well though, and then her like Trinity starting off. I'd forgotten really how it started. Like Brent, you're saying like you hadn't watched this in 15 years, whatever. I had watched all of these. I'm trying to think when Matrix Resurrections came out. It was like December. December, yeah. It's been more months than I thought then, Mm -hmm. because it was like day and date on HBO, right? It was Mm -hmm. right away. So I I guess I watched these all a few months ago, and I hadn't seen the sequels in forever. So that was really different. and then, but this movie, I don't remember, I, mean, I watch it every few years, maybe five years or so, um, but it had been a while for me as well. And so watching it a few months ago and then the other night and everything, uh, it still held up for me uh, both times. Last, the other night I was kind of watching it just to get through it to the podcast to remind myself mm-hmm. of some stuff, but the other month I was like blown away all over again. You know, it was yeah. really, it's always really fun, I think, to revisit. And it does have a lot of exposition in the beginning, but I like the plot a lot. Mm-hmm. I like the, mm. the the weird storyline. Even if they don't make a lot of sense, like people make fun of the humans as batteries. It's like one of the most inefficient <laughs> ways to do that or battery or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like it's a f- like when they present it, it's like fun to hear like the way that it worked out, you know, and how this war went. And uh, I like the lore of this so much. And that's when the, the sequels, I was like, I don't know that I like the lore anymore. I don't know like where you're going with this is really different than I thought from this first movie. And I mm-hmm. thought the first movie really ended on a high note. I would totally accepted just that it was kind of open-ended that, you know, Neo is like the god here now. And like that, that was fine for an ending mm-hmm. for me, for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's uh, chosen. He's going to fix it all, whatever yeah. the hell that means. And then he can fly off All done. Yeah. <laughs> I was always, I was cool with that. And then the sequels, I was like, uh, I don't, <laughs> we are on different wavelengths. And now it's different for me. So that's what I was saying. Like the, the resurrections kind of pulls it in a different direction for me and mm-hmm. now I kind of like it but this one I think still just is my favorite it's the action the the story beats the the way they build everything up or whatever I like I just like it the most I think it's the, the best oh yeah mm-hmm. no I totally aesthetically agree. aesthetically yeah and maybe it's just because it was the first one and because it came out when we were younger and was a part of our lives for so long but this was absolutely the best one. Mm. I don't know anything about the animated Matrix, mm-hmm. so I have no yeah. comparison to that one. <laughs> I've only seen a few of them, and it's that was when they first came out. Um, did you watch those, Josh? Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think like um, sort of the magic of the Matrix was that like the first one tells the story that you just don't know what's going on for mm-hmm. like a good chunk of it. But it's intriguing and it's kind of drawing you along. And then even whenever you kind of discover it, it's still like even when you know what the Matrix is, you're still discovering how it works and everything. Uh, and then when you go beyond that into the other movies, you sort of lose some of that like magic because they're like, oh, yeah, you, you know all this stuff already. And all we're doing is like mm-hmm. giving you a little more backstory here and there and like trying to push it forward. And so I think the, the first one's my favorite because um, it just... It treads such new ground, just like film, uh, in filming techniques and, and mm-hmm. the storytelling, and that um, the world they built just felt so um, intriguing. You know, even with the sort of uh, mm-hmm. uh, scientifically inaccurate <laughs> science fiction, um, I think that's the fiction part of it, right? Um, yeah. 
I don't know. I think it's a lot like uh, Star Wars, where it's a little more fantasy in a sci-fi setting than it is like hard science fiction. Um, but you know, he, he's Superman and he flies and does all the fun things. So yeah. uh, that's there's not really any basis in, in science for that. Yeah. So, um, but that I don't know. I, that way. I I like the imagery of Neo going down this rabbit hole and hearkening back to Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. That like. The absurdity of it is, it, I think it matches the story. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I like that. I would, it, the way you talked about it, too, with the sequels and the first one being the way it is, uh, it makes me think of, it's kind of like the Jurassic Park effect. Like I'm like, nothing can be as good as Jurassic Park because we had never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And the sequels just inherently will never be able to, to capture that magic. Even if I like, like what they've done with Jurassic World and stuff, for the most part in that series... Like the sequel, like Jurassic, well, the Lost World, Jurassic Park Two, and then Jurassic Park Three, um, really, goes, <laughs> it really goes weird. There's a talking uh, dinosaur in it, Steven. Yeah, it's really weird, man. Eleven out of ten. Uh, and it's like there could be a, doc, a talking dinosaur in Matrix Revolutions, and I'd be like, yeah, they tried. <laughs> you know? And all you have to do is be a gymnast to take out a Velociraptor. Oh, that's simple. Easy peasy. Little kid doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you got some gymnastic skills, you're good to go. And some parallel bars knows. on your bike. <laughs> Everyone knows the best way to take out a Velociraptor is to ask nicely. Okay. Oh yeah. And Maybe bring some flowers with you. And take no for an answer if that's the answer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No means no, even to dinosaurs. Yeah, even though they can't mm-hmm. speak. You can't spell dinosaur without no. <laughs> I'm saying it's in there. Be it respectful, is. gentlemen. You know. <laughs> oh man. Um, um, yeah. So I uh, there's a lot of quotable lines in this movie, and as I was going back and watching, it, I was like, oh shit, that's a quotable line. That, like, there's there's so many things uh, that people say um, in pop culture that are rooted from this movie. You know, it's like I know kung fu. Um, <laughs> other ones. What are some of the the, the other ones? Like yeah, the, even like the Mister Anderson. Like if uh, people will will say that, you know. Um, th- I, there's so many other ones that have <laughs> left my brain, but you know, you know what they are. Whoa, Keanu's <laughs> classic whoa. That's one. But as we were watching this, I uh, in the Oracle scene, there was something that I noticed that. It's certainly quotable, but no one ever brings this up. Uh, the Oracle is telling Neo about um, being the one, and, and not that he's the one, but like it, you know when you know. It's like being in love, right? It's like it, it's hard to quantify, but uh, you just feel it. And she says, "From balls to bones." And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I don't remember that. Exactly. Yeah, why, why, why are we quoting that? That's an incredible <laughs> line. I love it. Um, I the Oracle is is one of my favorite characters in this movie. Like whenever she's on screen, she's just like chewing all the scenery. Not that she's like overacting, but it's just like she's I don't know. She's just immensely watchable. She moves like with so much purpose. It, mm-hmm. Everything she does is just a little bit slower than mm-hmm. than everybody around her. The way that she speaks, the phrases that she has, but yeah, she just takes up so much space in a good way. When she's on screen, yeah. Well, yeah. she like a lot of the film is like, oh, we've got to get on to the next thing. We got to solve these problems, and she's just mm. so slow paced, and like yeah. she's making cookies, and she's just like, it's fine, everything's fine. We're gonna have a nice chat about it. Yeah. But outside of it, it's like, oh, we got to stop everybody from destroying humanity, and like, so it's it's this like moment of like oasis in the film. 
Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. I hadn't really thought about it that way, but it definitely makes you the, the audience kind of slow down and be like, oh, there's some there's some spirit spirituality here. There's some mysticism. Like, I, it's funny because I don't follow a lot of that stuff, but I like the way they present it here. And I don't especially follow a lot of like Asian movies in any way they do like spirituality or like even having an oracle at all is like i don't really believe that she knows anything but it's like really fun to watch her and i like it's mix in the story um i like a lot of the beats in this story like i kept writing stuff down i was just like oh yeah that part's great that part's great um that one's a quieter moment but i like her a lot too and it's sad because i think this is the only one she's in they recast her because she died I, I thought she was in two and they like they recast her between movies that might be it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. sad. It, it make it work, mm-hmm. but I like her a lot. I think mm-hmm. she was really good as the, the Oracle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the advantage of all your people being computer people, and you can just change <laughs> how they look. <laughs> yeah. And it's fun how they do that, too, where she's like, I like how they're all kind of, like the Agent Smiths and stuff. Mm-hmm. And how like they have like better, I don't know, user settings that they could, you know, <laughs> jump into other people's bodies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, also, like, there's a lot of other science fiction that came out around this time. Like, I watched The 13th Floor the other day. Have you guys ever heard of that or seen mm-hmm. it? Heard of it. But, uh, heard of it? It's no, like, uh, it has, like, Vincent Nofrio in it and I got a couple people I can't remember right now, but um, it came out in 99 as well and it did not get nearly as much love. But it also is, like, it's like uh, some people make a video game in the 19, like in the 1920s. It's like a virtual reality world where you like get on a table and it scans you and your, your brain kind of goes in there and you can take over people's bodies. And then they're like, it's like the people in that world are kind of figuring out they're part of a game or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like that's the kind of tension in the movie. Um, and it's a lot slower paced movie overall, but it's funny. Like I just like the idea of that type of environment. Mm-hmm. And then the Matrix makes it really fun and action heavy and, you know, the mm-hmm. kung fu of it all, but um, it's yeah. it's. I watched thirteen four recently because of this, and I was like, oh, the Matrix is way better. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's what I came away with. It's, it's a fun movie, but um, this one I think is just yeah, just awesome. Josh, you said something earlier about uh, it being uh, somewhat like going through the Looking Glass, right? Like um, with Alice and uh, the rest of whatever the name of that movie is. <laughs> Why is like deteriorating? I thought these nitro Pepsi's are not good for me. <laughs> Right, you're not supposed like to overly ball. My brain is boiling at this point. Yeah. But um, there's the the white rabbit tattoo on that that girl's shoulder, um, and he's you know has to follow her, kind of like uh, Alice in Wonderland. And then there's the uh, the thing where he uh, tries to finger the mirror, and it gets on his his hand. <laughs> he gets goopy. Um, do what? It gets goopy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> mirror. Goopy. Very true. Mm-hmm. If you do it right, uh, and then. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it is kind of like a weird uh, melange of, like, influences that come through here because, yeah, you've got, like, the kung fu aspect of it all. You've got, like, uh, American action movies with all the guns and all of that stuff, you know, and then you've got some Alice from Wonderland thrown in there. So it, it is crazy how they, like, put all of these ingredients into the stew and then, like, this wild concept at the time of, like, living in a simulated reality and they put that in there, but the the storytelling is so clear like they they expect you to be confused up through that first hour but then they start laying the they're laying down like the reality of everything and you can follow it from there um it's just wild how how they were able to pull that off it's crazy yeah it's funny looking back too because it's like i feel like the, the matrix that's why i was like held like it's such a great movie and like they did such cool melding together of all these different ideas and 
I felt like it really worked. And then I was like, oh man, well these sequels, they're gonna be, they've got to be amazing. Because look at what they just did. And it's like they really had an idea. It's just not an idea I held. No. It didn't seem like a lot of people did. And they've grown on me. It really helped kind of having the Resurrections out. But then also, I I mean, I I watched them all in a row leading up to Resurrections. So it's not like it had changed my viewpoint. But even just some time in between helped a little bit. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this one I feel like is really solid. And then the other ones are like, well, they have cool action. (laughs) That's how I've always felt about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that makes the the first matrix so much better than the others is that the philosophy in it is very kind of focused on making you think about, uh, you know, for each individual, like what is the right choice? Like Mm -hmm. Cypher's character in the the movie is so well done because he's just like, I'm tired of this. I don't Mm -hmm. want to stress and worry about anything. I just want to, plug back in and I just want to go about my life and have people take care of it and I don't have to stress and like you know you think about the world today sometimes it's like you know I just want to sit down and watch all the Matrix movies right. I don't want to worry about what's going on and so like you know like when, when I first watched it like Cypher's character I was like oh man what an asshole and then like as I get older and the world is crazy I think I'm like yeah he's pretty much a dick about doing that but he should just like hey guys can I just like go back in just right. plug back in I don't need to do this like yeah. I kind of get that feeling sometimes I'm like yeah, uh, it's much nicer to just sit on the couch than to like uh, save the world you're like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna give my friends and family over to some bad agents yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but if I could just plug plug in for a little while that'd be nice yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, can, I can forgive them that that's really fun no I'm I'd be quick to betray every single person I know I don't I don't care uh, Steve, Stephen, watch yourself. Um, <laughs> but it is hinted at early on where Cypher is talking to Neo in his little like uh, setup of 75 computer monitors. And he's like, I know what you're thinking. Why did I take that red pill or, or why didn't I take the blue pill or whatever? Um, so there is some foreshadowing there. But I remember being genuinely surprised when it was uh, revealed that he was making a deal with Agent Smith. And I was like, oh, shit, what a what a twist, because like you don't expect it right it, it just seems like oh we we have our villains here but i don't know i i was just really impressed with that whole plot line and then um later on where cypher is unplugging everyone um you know he's like taking out uh i think that's a wild name in this i don't know uh, but he, he kills two of the people by like unplugging them from the matrix and it's such a like tense scene that uh it, it really sells it so well um do you think it, you know, like when people go in the Matrix, their their appearance changes. Like Neo, he has a, a shaved head, but he goes in the Matrix and he's got his like normal hair that we saw earlier in the movie. It would be hilarious if like Cipher, he plugs in and he just shows up. He's got like a an Elvis bouffant or whatever, you know. <laughs> he's like, dude, what are you? You look different, but like I don't know if this is working for you. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is this, this is what I look hair. like. <laughs> this is what I look like. I'm, I'm just classically cool dude. Um, I imagine yeah. like a disco stew afro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, puts his shoes up. He's like, I can't get these goldfish out of here. They died a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny that you say that though, because the character switch uh, mm-hmm. was supposed to be like that, where in the real world uh, had like a female gender, and then in oh, in the Matrix switch. was switched to another gender, but they didn't actually end up doing that. And so it's like even like the presentation of yourself can differ in the Matrix. I guess huh. 
I don't, I don't, you know, that, I think uh, looking back on it now, we kind of understand why that might be the case for uh, the Wachowskis because yeah. uh, their uh, their life changed pretty drastically in, right. in that aspect. Well, and I've heard of this as a big movie for LGBTQ youth even before they became, you know, transitioned and stuff. Like, it seems like there's a lot of people that gather a lot of that imagery and stuff from this movie anyway. And then there's more, like, the more you talk about it and then... Now looking back, it's like, oh yeah, they they were trying to put some of that out there a little bit. It's funny too, because like this is such a different movie than like one Ready Player One. But in that one, like that's the whole point. It's like you could be whatever you want. Like, mm-hmm. but in here, your people aren't supposed to know about it. But since they do, like theoretically, they should be able to choose anything uh, to look like a different gender or to have a cool Elvis Buffon. Exactly. Why isn't someone just a dinosaur? You know what I'm saying? Like, I would do that. I would 100% be a dinosaur. It's wearing a, a fanny pack and oh yeah sunglasses. I think that nobody chose to be a dinosaur because the agents would probably pick you out. <laughs> well, there he is. Pretty quickly, yeah, they'd be like, yeah. "That guy right there knows he's in the Matrix because he's a dinosaur, yeah. and we don't have those in this program." So that's probably why they didn't do that. Would that would be super funny though, because like Brett and I watched this trailer someone made where they they replaced Ethan Hunt from the latest trailer for the <laughs> Mission Impossible with a raptor. And it's really good. Like, whoever did the work is like, it's really good. Uh-huh. And you're kind of believable. But it's like, I would love if, like, Matrix Resurrections, like, they just had a dinosaur friend and they just didn't mention it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were just yeah. like, oh, it's totally normal. Can you mm-hmm. imagine that yeah. dinosaur trying to get to the phone booth and, like, lift the phone to its ear so it could get out of the yeah. Matrix, though? Like, you would be, you would be stuck. Can you? And it's just like, oh, no. <laughs> He's just like constantly asking uh, pedestrians, like, a little help. A little help. <laughs> Anybody? Help. Just little hold help. it up to my ear. Yeah. yeah. Dinosaurs have ears. And, yeah, and they're like, where, where are your ears? Your I don't slits. understand. <laughs> just scream into this, I guess. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the costumes. I, I believe Switch was the one that was dressed in all white. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I believe so. I like her, too. Oh. I was going to say, uh, also, when you were talking about her, I was like, there's some people in this movie that die that I, I mm-hmm. wish I could have gone on. And her and her, like, boyfriend, I guess. I don't know which one his name is, though. Um, uh, it's APOC. APOC. Okay, yeah. I like both of them. And her, especially. She just looks really badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, she Not could really like do this. a lot more damage than we got to see. Mm-hmm. Well, and, well, and her, like... Yeah watching her friend die moment was yeah. like not, not like, like this yeah. it was just like I, like I was this. one of my favorite yeah. like acting scenes in the movie that's true yeah, yeah. you talk about quotable things and yeah. things mm-hmm. that you can put in other media that was a really powerful moment mm-hmm. yeah. yeah balls to bones and not like this <laughs> perfect let's do it let's make it happen you know um uh the i i do like that switch is the only one who is like why are you nerds wearing all black? You can, like, throw some other colors in there. Like, Morpheus has his lime green tie or whatever, but I, I like that she was the only one that was brave enough to be like, um, I'm just, I guess I'm a little bit different, guys. I don't know what to tell you. But the the, the all black costumes are, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was a little bit conflicted watching them. And maybe it's, like, the style of the clothing as opposed to the the color of it. But it does look, to me, to be fairly dated you know but also i understand that it's like that's part of this movie or whatever but like neo has on these sunglasses that are like tilted up at an angle and he looks like a honeybee kind of <laughs> it's like oh that's kind of weird but it makes it makes sense like when you see him fly off at the end you know yeah. yep mm-hmm. what so if he flew like a bee he's like <laughs> <laughs> it's just like his ass first just like floating into the air 
My wings shouldn't be able to lift me, but they do. I don't know. The next scene, Science he's just covered in pollen. You're like, what? <laughs> he's like, oh, it's hungry. <laughs> what do you guys think about the costumes yeah. in this? You guys? I always think it's funny that uh, Trinity is basically in a bondage suit the whole time. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be running around kicking people in the face and like uh, riding motorcycles and stuff. It looks like the most uncomfortable clothing <laughs> yes. ever to like actually do any yes. sort of action anything. Yeah, like that's always what I thought too is like, why, like, sure, you could look cool in leather, but can you actually kick ass in leather I don't uh, not in shiny leather that was like uh, the X-Men movie the first one that came out right around mm-hmm. this time 2000 I think like 2000, a, year, yeah. a year later and they James Marsden talk, there was like a behind the scenes clip where he, he's just trying to jump onto a ledge it's like two feet high and he can't do it because the leather's <laughs> the leather. so tight and it's like I've always thought he's like there's no way to actually fight this it's so mm-hmm. stupid yes well the reason the X-Men in that movie wear all black is because the Matrix was such a hit that the movie studios were like, oh, well, we can't have them in, you know, the yellow spandex of, of the comics. So that's it is funny that that echoed forward that way. And a lot of people use the like black leather costumes and the sunglasses to reference the Matrix and that like if you see somebody out and about wearing that, you're like, oh, they must have just stepped out of the Matrix. But really, uh, Blade came out before this and set that precedent you know so to me when i watch this i'm like everybody's just walking through here looking like blade it's like, they, <laughs> it's, like it's like the 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 people who have been freed from the matrix had a screening of blade and like that's good that's a cool that's, look we like that we like that that's a good point because uh-huh. specifically neo his outfit is basically blade's outfit it is basically like blade's leather jacket, jacket, yeah, yeah, leather yes. jacket with like yeah, crisscross things on this shirt, like yeah. sunglasses. Yeah, you gotta have a duster so that you have all those mm-hmm. pockets to keep your guns. Yeah, I mean it all yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'd say I think I, I didn't really think it was dated so much when I look at it because it is just so iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, overall, sure. I feel like they're like Morpheus. His glasses mm-hmm. that like clip on his nose, super practical. They look mm-hmm. amazing. Yes. He looks uh-huh. amazing in them. I saw some online when I was looking at photos for everybody. Like, you can just buy those. And I was like, no, unless you're Lawrence Fishburne, you are not allowed to buy those. He's the only person that could look cool in those. I don't think anybody I don't else can pull it off. I don't know why he doesn't show up to red carpet events wearing those every time. Like, he sh- he should. Like, he's got f- he's got full ability to do so. He should just have that all the time. He can wear two of them. He have, like, one up where he can use them and then another one further down on his nose. I don't care. He pulls out readers, but they're all just clip-ons. Like, they're all just nose clip-ons. His bifocals. Yeah. He's like, guys, I've gotten older. I'm still badass. But, uh, but yeah, his looks, too. Like, uh, I also wrote a note about the, the construct, the loading program, where it's, mm-hmm. like, at first it's just that white room, mm-hmm. that white expanse, and it has, like, two old leather chairs and that old TV and like Morpheus is looking there, like his leather seems like it has a color to it, like it's like maroonish almost, uh, mm-hmm. like his jacket or something. Something about him, it's like slightly different. But I just love the the look of like the aesthetics of this movie. I think are really good. Uh, that a big expanse with those old chairs is like a cool idea to be like, oh well, we can put anything here. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna put these because that's what we were sitting in. And it's like, what is that in that room? And like, it's all just mm-hmm. made up. Um, I think it's a really good way to like show it. But um, I think his stuff is really cool. I think. Most of them look pretty good. Uh, even Mouse, when he's trying to look all cool, whatever is, you know, he's got this badass suit on and stuff. It's all kind of nice. Um, and then the whole aesthetic of it, I think that's what leads into the rest of the movies, specifically Resurrections, is so different from the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. 
and there's a lot when we get to that movie I'll talk about in a few weeks um, about why I like that but I feel like a lot of people were turned off by it because this is such a dark gritty gun heavy kung fu you know all that stuff and it it fit for this movie but I also am like it's just a version of the Matrix they just created this version and it doesn't have to look like that it can look like anything mm-hmm. it can be Ready Player One it could be whatever yeah. And uh, I, feel, I find that fascinating, but I feel like the sequels kind of lost me for a while because I was like, well, this set a tone that I really liked here, and like the rest of them are just not fitting that tone. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I like the aesthetics, the costuming, all that stuff. I think mm-hmm. really is good for it. What about the uh, the names of the the people in this movie? Like, we we get to know Thomas Anderson, and then we understand that he goes by the alias Neo online, right? But then we meet like Morpheus and Trinity. We don't ever learn their like their names that they were given in the Matrix or Computerized whatever. Computerized names. Yeah. So they just have these like wild names. But everyone has like a kind of a cool name, except for, except for Mouse. Like, <laughs> I, I try to imagine like maybe he wanted like uh like six pack or something like that, and they were like, bruh, no. He's like, how about? Panther, and I'm like yeah. <laughs> tiger claw, <laughs> mouse. Oh man, it's like it's you know you like to point and click, you know. <laughs> That's it. It's not because you're a uh, slight of frame. No, you're just like, you do all the work, you know? People like to utilize you. That's that's it. <laughs> He's like, I'll show all you people. I'm going to design this lady in red. <laughs> Jack me in, you know? I've always thought his name was Mouse based on an animal, but now I'm like, does he have a brother named Keyboard? Is, is he a whole computer to. set up? Monitor? Yeah. Is his mom monitor? Mometer? Mometer. <laughs> that's very good. Her father, Tower. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, it got me wondering, like, if we could all pick Matrix names, what would you choose? Do you guys have any? I've been any thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, you set this up before the show. Um, I, I'm still working on mine. Do you guys, have you thought of anything? I do, and I need you guys to hear me out, okay? <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. This is so, gonna be good. The, old, the best name that I could come up with is Samantha because and again <laughs> hear me out <laughs> oh, wow I know what a change but no, no 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 so we've been watching a lot of Frozen and in Frozen mm. 2 everybody gets separated from each other and Olaf the snowman is looking for everybody he calls out everybody's name and then he says Samantha I don't know a Samantha <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought it was really funny maybe I could be Olaf Samantha that he's looking for and they wouldn't be able to find and you and they wouldn't be able to find me because like I'm hiding or invisible or like something that. that Samantha in Frozen 2 is <laughs> unfindable yeah yeah you That's- start hanging out start hanging out with a person named Carrie and another one named Charlotte and you're like oh wait I see what she's doing classic <laughs> Samantha well I'm glad you brought that up real quick because uh-huh. again this movie was so huge and it was in pop culture everywhere and I specifically always remember this one skit because Sarah Jessica Parker hosted the VMAs right after this <laughs> okay. and she did a skit where she woke up in the Matrix and she's telling her friends at the at the brunch table like in Sex in the City and she's like and then I woke up in this thing and, she, and they're like oh disgusting and she's like oh come on guys like you've never been woken up covered in goo <laughs> <laughs> and it always stuck with me because it was so like it was just everywhere yeah. it was just so silly um, so yeah you could really uh they, they, she was from the Matrix, basically. Go. That's mm-hmm. canon now. That's canon. Uh, Josh, did you have a... Uh, I mean, 
So uh, my uh, like gamer handle for mm. like all the games I play is Evil Hassage, which mm-hmm. is just Josh backwards. Uh, so like, there's a piece of me that's like, oh yeah, that would work. And I'm like, ooh, you don't really want to like uh, <laughs> label yourself evil. You're like, oh, you're walking around. Yeah, how? Who are you? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm evil as a uh, mm, Can't trust that guy. He should go hang He's out with Cipher. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, but I don't know. Uh, I feel like uh, if you get to reinvent yourself like that, I'd want a cool name like uh, Neo or something. So I don't know, like Starfinder. Oh wow, yeah. You just like walk outside, look up at the point up at the sky and be like, found it. Yeah, there, guys. there it is. Found it. Oh, there's two of them. There's two of them up there now. Wow. Multiplying. It'd be real like tough that. in uh, in the Matrix world, though, because all that cloud cover, you can't see oh, the stars. Yeah. So it'd be perfect to actually be like, guys, I found one. Come on, let's go get it. Yeah, because no one else can see them. Yeah. We need Going a navigator. Back to the evil, evil name real quick. Do you think like anytime anything went wrong around evil Knievel, he was like, guys, look, I know it's just a name. I, it's just a name. It was not actually me. I have no, no, uh, evil in my soul. And then he like walks off. He's like, God damn it. They got me again. Yeah. Like, twirling his mustache. Like, years later, we find out evil can evil was a serial killer. And he's like, I had evil in my name. guys. Yeah, I guys, tried to tell everybody. It was right there. Yeah. I, was, I was constantly trying to escape. I kept jumping over school bus after school bus. Um, so I'm going to, uh, when you ask these kind of questions for me, Brent, um, yes. I panic and I look around the room and uh, I think I found uh-huh. a good one though, because I want to be known as teabag. Because there's a teabag in front of me. Also, that happens in online gaming. You know, exactly. they run up to you after they kill you, and you just they dunk their nuts on your eye sockets. Yeah, that works out. So so far, Starfinder, Samantha, and Teabag are leading this exposition expedition. Brent, what, who is joining us on your end? Uh, so I would go by the name Problematic. Let me oh. let me spell this for you. Lowercase p, capital R, zero, lowercase b, forward slash, forward slash, e, m, the number four, capital T, y, k. But it's, it's pronounced problematic? Problematic, yeah. I love that, it. That way when I'm a little too leery, people are like, well, it's problematic, you know? <laughs> that's, that's right there in his name. You put it like out, evil exactly. Evil. Like evil can evil, you put it out there. I like this. I feel like our group... Is gonna gonna yep. be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if we had a ship like the Nebuchadnezzar, their mm-hmm. ship is pretty cool. Uh, what would our ship name be? Ooh, what would the ship name be? What is the the Nebuchadnezzar named after? I used to used to know it was like uh, some type of a literature based something. I don't want to look it up because it's uh, it's nerdy. I feel but. like it's yeah from like uh, Moby Dick or something. It's like the name of the ship or their their boat or something like that. It's something. Or I thought it was like. 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea or something, something like that? that, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, because in, in in the book Moby Dick, uh, the ship that they that Ahab is on is called Balls, and it's it, a lot of people don't acknowledge that it's like Balls chasing a dick, and it's like, uh-huh. it's right there. <laughs> it's, you know? it's fairly obvious, guys. It's the symbology there, Brent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm trying to figure out like what the name of, of our ship would be. Um Maybe the Jolly Ship Eltas, you know? Oh, let's keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Keep it tight. Mm-hmm. We can get that guy from Mad Max Fury Road to play guitar on the front of it. Is that the only part you like? 
Uh, I don't even like that part, to be honest with you. <laughs> 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 Do you guys like Fury Road? Did you watch that? I haven't seen it. Oh, oh man. Well, according to Brent, you're you're in good hands to not watch it. <laughs> but according to me, you should. It's worth watching so I can potentially get you on my side. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like Liz last week was on your side about that, right? Uh, I, I don't want to, to dox anyone. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, did feel, I did feel validated. Well, I like our, our names. I feel like... Um, we're going to pre- protect Zion, mm-hmm. and it's going to be glorious. Um, that was one thing, too. Like I liked mm-hmm. Zion in theory. Yeah, I liked it before they laid it out. <laughs> yeah, and then when they go there in the sequels, and I was like, oh, it's just like a sweaty orgy in a <laughs> cave. And yeah. it was like, I didn't expect that. Full of machines. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Oh, those are pretty cool, though, because they yeah. remind me of like, the Avatar machines or like uh, what Ripley gets into at Aliens. Mm-hmm. You know, those like mech suits. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. That's yeah. the stuff that kind of grew in me because it's like I didn't know much about that stuff. And then it's like almost like seeing all those movies years later. I was like, oh, I like that stuff in another movie. I like this kind of idea in another movie. Maybe, maybe it kind of works here. Mm-hmm. And it, for the most part, I kind of, I don't know, work it out. I'm excited to watch the sequels again. Um, yeah, see how they play <laughs> this are? time. I am, man. Especially because, okay. I don't know if you guys knew this, our only other guest this month is my friend Darren. He's lined up to do Matrix Reloaded because he said that's his favorite Matrix. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know that I can get on board with that. <laughs> but yeah. I'm happy Good for, for him. him. Good yeah. for him. That's great. Everybody's got to have their favorite something. Yeah. I'm so curious about what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting conversation ahead for that one because I remember seeing that, uh, I, I guess, the, the first sequel. I was like, Huh. <laughs> I don't know if I understand all of this or any of it, uh, but it did leave on a, a fairly solid cliffhanger, if I remember correctly. The first sequel does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I watched the second sequel, and I was like, huh. <laughs> I don't know. What is this? That's weird. Uh, but I'm glad that people enjoy it. There, there are people out there that, like, this is their favorite franchise. I was like, hey, okay. I guess, like, more power to you, like like Sarah was saying, but, like, I don't, I don't know, like, I, I feel like this movie is, uh, again, like Sarah was saying, this is the, the best one to me, this is the one that has it's the most concise the storytelling, what would you say? It's all downhill. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is the peak of May. Well, you know, I'm looking forward to rewatching the the Animatrix because I remember liking some of those movies or the some of those stories uh, of which there are nine in that. Um, but I, I couldn't tell you what they were. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. This is kind of a weird, a weird franchise. Why you know? would you choose it's, it? I don't know. <laughs> I think just because of Matrix, <laughs> probably. I think so. In there. I mean, uh-huh. I like this series a lot, and I I think it's because we were when Resurrections came out, we were. That was like obviously it's everybody's talking about it again. Mm-hmm. We're watching mm-hmm. the sequels and the old movies and stuff, and um, it's certainly like I had a lot to talk about that movie in particular and my feelings about the whole franchise. Now it really changed a lot of my views about what it all was. Like people talk about Resurrections as such like a love story between like mm-hmm. Neo and Trinity, and then like I saw articles about it and they're like it's always been a love story. Mm-hmm. And then when you know that, if someone tells you that, if you didn't catch it yourself. Like, when you go back to this one, it's like, this is all a love story. <laughs> like, yeah. their whole mm-hmm. thing is about Trinity falling in love with Neo. Like, mm-hmm. that's what the Oracle prophesied for her. You know, that she was going to fall in love with the Chosen One. And, like, it's all about that. And I think you know, it's, that's gonna, it's interesting. It's not what I expected from this first movie, that that's where we would get to. And that's, again, like, a departure from what I thought sequels would be for this. But I like it now, kind of. 
I have to kind of think about it. That's a ringing it. endorsement. <laughs> I like it kinda. now, kind of. I have to watch it again, okay? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I liked it way more than seemingly most people did. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to watch them again, but the sequels never really intrigued me that much. I still think this one really holds up, and like I could kind of, since I watched it the other month, I, I could put it on any time now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now I want to see one, someone do a recut of all the Matrix mm. in the style of like a rom-com. <laughs> I wonder if they have like people do like the trailers for those. I yeah. love that. Yeah, it's like all all a love story the whole time. Yeah, their meet cute is her like jumping across buildings and fire and stuff. <laughs> that's kind of amazing. If you think about it that way, that's like the last movie though is a lot. Like they oh, really yeah. play up the love stuff so much in there. Um, it has a whole different vibe. I do like that this movie starts off with Trinity, and she's the first one that gets to do like all the cool shit. You know. Um, she like does the the bullet time thing where she like jumps up in the air and the camera like moves around her and she starts kicking ass and then yeah there's the whole like rooftop chase and and all of that stuff. She does uh, the I, the ceiling and wall run sort of thing yeah. that Batman does that mm-hmm. Ben Ben Affleck's Batman does, but he's not mm-hmm. in the Matrix and it makes no sense because he's like a huge beefy dude in that and there's no way he we can don't do know that. we don't know that <laughs> you don't know that <laughs> yeah they did it first. I mean, there's yeah. probably a Batman in the Matrix if it's really based on the time frame that the machines say it is. Oh, my God. Like, honestly, all of your answers or all of your questions could be answered in that second Space Jam movie. That's all right there. You know? I, but Brent, you told me to avoid so, that. Hey, speaking of which, speaking of which, there is a, uh, a portion of Space Jam 2 where... The Looney Tunes character of Granny jumps up in the air like Trinity nice. as the camera spins around. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now that I think about it, they so, could yes. not do it. Now they I want to see not. this movie. Yeah, <laughs> and by I, this movie I mean Space Jam Two. Yeah, uh huh. Brent yeah. has a ringing endorsement for that as well. No. <laughs> oh yeah, not at all trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't really have a ton of other notes. Uh, I mean, I like a lot of the different scenes. Morpheus explaining the world, like mm-hmm. the moodiness of that scene. The the construct is cool. Uploading programs directly to the brain, that's mm-hmm. an awesome concept. Um, I think we'd all like that. Just be able to learn Kung Fu or a language or something. Yeah, fly a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like when she's like, give me the manual or like whatever yeah. to a B-25, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, mm, done. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I got it. Like, that's so cool. Um, mm-hmm. I like the way they play with that that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the fact that they're all just like, they basically got out of the Matrix because they were all hackers. Yeah. Like, Trinity has a whole backstory in this world, you know? Like, they kind of hint at and stuff. Like, she broke into the IRS database or whatever, but um, I don't know. It's like, did they hack the world? Did they, Brent? Hack um, the planet? Did, I, I don't recall seeing Matthew Lillard scream that yeah. out a window <laughs> of a car that was driving off, so we'll never know. We'll never, we'll never know. know. This is a secret sequel to, to Hackers. Oh, yeah. They, they should have the crossover. They should, though. Mm-hmm. Um... The lobby shootout and the when they go to the like the building or whatever. Um, that yeah, what thing, building was that? It was like immediately like a security access point or a checkpoint, you know? Yeah, essentially everything could be that in the Matrix, you know. Yeah, so, yeah it could mm-hmm. be any office building in New York. Uh, but it, it was like a Toys cool. R Us they were walking into. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I was watching the behind the scenes stuff for that, they uh, they talked about that scene. Um, the stunt double was Chad Stahelski. I don't know if that's how you say his name, but he's the director of John Wick. Um, oh, yeah. And he started off as a stuntman. I knew that. He knew, you know, Keanu Reeves and stuff, but he had a little story about it, about that scene in particular, and he, it was, like, one of his first movie roles, I think is what they said, and, like, uh, he, found, he went to, like, see them training for it, 
Um, Keanu Reeves had just had neck surgery. He was at a neck brace and he had a full beard and he was doing kung fu. And then he stopped and like shook his hand and was like, "All right, I'm gonna get back to my kung fu now." And then he talked about that scene though, and they were like, "There, there were like, like a thousand squibs in the walls. It took like a full week just to wire all the squibs in the walls. It was all physical. So like every tile that blows off is like a real tile, um, a real, you know." styrofoam tile or whatever but yep. they were like essentially they were like oh, um, when they got to the scene they were like had choreographed all this stuff like Neo has to like flip in the air without it's like basically like a cartwheel with no hands you know mm-hmm. and they were like oh there's so many squibs you're not gonna be able to see so like you and your stuntman Chad you're gonna have to do this basically with your eyes closed and mm-hmm. they need, like <laughs> also put on these glasses <laughs> <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves nailed it in the first take he said, Damn. and That's he amazing. was so impressed by him. Chad was, and I was like, oh, it's like kind of cool thing. But he was like, they prepared for that scene. Mm-hmm. They were like, every time if they didn't do it right, they'd have to spend like a week to we redo it. it. <laughs> and yeah. so he was like, we got to, you know, if we can, got to do it right. But, but- uh, Speaking of John Wick, that's a series worth watching. All oh, of them. Yeah. That's a good. I still haven't seen the last few of them. Oh, yeah, Don't, is it the just third three? one? Just yeah, three. We, just three. We, three. We talked about the first two on the yeah. podcast a few mm-hmm. years back, but yeah. And they're doing spinoffs for that too about the the hotel, oh, the yeah. assassin hotel uh-huh. or whatever, what it was called, the Continental or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I like that world a lot too. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a hotel that only serves morning breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> get out! <laughs> you can't get a room here. No it's mainly just the cafeteria. So it's just a breakfast, place? not a bed and breakfast, uh, but just not a no breakfast. beds. Yeah. yeah. No, god damn it, no beds. We do have frames. No bedding though. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fine. No mattresses. I imagine you go to this place and it says bed and breakfast, but the bed is crossed out. And they're like, we got rid of those. Uh-huh. Yeah. We don't want that service anymore. Just breakfast. <laughs> we could afford it. We need powdered <laughs> eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I just like, I like Mr. Smith. Oh, yeah. Mr. Agent Smith. Smith. Agent Smith. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mr. Anderson. My favorite season with Agent Smith is when uh, they've got Morpheus drugged up and he's just like dripping. Oh, yeah. And he takes off his thing and he's just like in his face, rubbing his hand on his head, just like the disgust uh, in his eyes. Yeah, and yeah. like, you're so filthy. And you can just like, it's like you could think he's like rubbing his hands through oil and you just feel it dripping on his uh-huh. hands. Like, like the acting in that scene, I was like, Good okay, call, yeah. yeah, you're you you got this. He's so creepy. I, I saw when I was going through the cast list, I was like, oh, there's the other agents, and I'm like, I don't even care. He's Mm-mm. Hugo Weaving's the only one that's awesome. Like, yeah, he's mm-hmm. so cool, and I like his expanded role in the sequels. Again, is like I don't know that I like where it all goes, but I'm glad that he's in it more, and that his characters also his program is having like a journey too. Um, but yeah, in this movie, I think he's so menacing and like the way he slows everything down and it's just like yeah that scene in particular is very disgusting to watch (laughs) do you know what the other agents names are agent brown and agent jones so it's just like they all have basic names you were in this movie brent i was in the movie yeah (laughs) didn't even know Mm -hmm. yeah there you go agent Agent Alex Jones. Oh my god. <laughs> he shows up and just keeps complaining about how uh, the municipal water's turning all the frogs gay. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, the Matrix is a hoax. <laughs> they were child actors. Don't. <laughs> He's a horrible human uh, being. Yeah, I mean, but like, was he right though? I don't know. About the Matrix? About the Matrix, About you know? the Matrix, baby, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess last part for me, uh, spoilers, kind of, if you want anything, spoilers for the sequels, but if you can if you can non-spoiler talk about it, how you feel about them, mm-hmm. 
uh, or if they changed your viewing of this or any, at all. I was curious. I really like that the the sequels changed your view of the first one. They they did not for me. <laughs> I'm I'm impressed. No, I'm impressed yeah. with like how you could take that all in and really reevaluate oh, man, your yeah. experience with all of these movies. But for me, the rest of them were like. Ugh. And especially the last one, I was like, I'd rather just watch John Wick. Thanks. I don't really. Especially, yeah, for modern Keanu. <laughs> yes. That's probably yes, better. Yes, exactly. Right yeah, if I just want to watch Keanu Reeves kick ass, I'll just, those right now. Yeah. That's going to watch those. Right but, on. But good for you. I feel like you <laughs> grew as a person and you yeah. helped these movies grow for you. I we'll see as I rewatch them. I couldn't do but it. But yeah, so far, yeah. I've tried my best. What about mm-hmm. you, Josh? Um... I think I dislike them less than Sarah dislikes yes. them. <laughs> um, uh, when we rewatched them this last year, I was like, "All right, there's some parts in this that I like, uh, like m- more in the action sequence mm-hmm. aspect of it." Um, I think, uh, honestly, like in retrospect, I'll have to watch it again. But I think my ranking goes: I like the first movie, and then I like the fourth movie, mm-hmm. and then the second movie, and then the third movie. Oh, like, I get that, yeah. Um, That's probably where I'm at. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it, the first one is just so good, and the other mm-hmm. ones are it, almost, in some way, feel like fan fiction of the oh, first one. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like, oh, we really like this world. Let's expand on it, and then like right. a lot of the stuff in it is like. I don't. I'm not interested in it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm glad they got Colonel Sanders to show up. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, what about you, Brent? I was curious. I mean, we'll get into other sequels, I mm-hmm. guess, for for us. Um, yeah. So stop talking. Uh, I'm asking a question. <laughs> so Brent. Done and done. Stop. Okay. All right. Sorry. Thank you. Um, I do have one more thing to say. Uh, Tank rules. He was one of my favorite characters in this movie, and it's unfortunate that that actor couldn't come back for the sequels because he was like the fourth lead hero character in this movie. Which one? Uh, the guy who plays Tank, the uh, the operator. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then they change his character though. I I think so. I or think his, he his actor. I mean, he, yeah, it's a, a different actor, but also a different role. Uh, I don't remember the the new character's name, but I think he's like. Oh, they have that. The, uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. Harold something. I think coming in the season or whatever. Yeah. From uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shows up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a. We're we're recording this uh, on vacation, by mm-hmm. the way, to everybody, and uh, we have a a baby. We're recording this during a nap. Yeah, and that dab did not last as long as we were hoping it would. So I don't know if anybody's been able to hear her. Up until like three minutes ago, she's been happily just hanging out by herself. She's been getting real grumpy at the beach, though. Yeah. yeah. She's very angry right now. (laughs) Very upset. I will say, the other night I was going to, uh, I would watch The Matrix by myself, but I was like, if you guys want to be on the show, like we were to watch it. And it seems so funny, like, oh, we're at the beach in this cool beach house. You want to watch The Matrix? (laughs) It felt like the, like, do you want to get leather? Leather? Black leather? It's not like the most opposite thing you could possibly try. Yeah. uh, There you go. It's a good uh, summertime movie, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. Hanging out at the beach. Oh man, just just thinking about the the color olive green and just yeah. <laughs> draping yourself in black leather sunglasses. Sunglasses are there. That sunglasses, you know? sunglasses are there. Yeah, they're not not cool shaped. 
No. Not B-shaped, not clip-on nose style, but... Yeah. I, mean, I mm-hmm. think the coolest thing about Morpheus' glasses after the whole clip-on-your-nose thing is that you could see two different pictures in each lens. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, like, man, like, yeah, the pills. That's yeah, a cool look. Yeah. They're different, mm-hmm. different colors, different things happening in each side. That's one of the things mm-hmm. I was looking for artwork for this mm-hmm. to, like, decorate my notes. And uh, one of them was someone had painted a picture of Morpheus with his glasses and the two pills yeah. in, in his hands mm-hmm. outstretched. It's a really cool look. They do a yeah. lot of interesting... Stuff here, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was looking through their filmography after this, and they have done some movies that I like and some that I don't. Like I've never seen Speed Racer, um, yeah, because I never cared for Speed Racer, so Mm -hmm. I didn't. Mm -hmm. And it looked weird, but people were like, "No, it's like way better than you'd thought," or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So it makes me want to try some more (laughs) other stuff, but yeah. You're like, well, that's great because I thought nothing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's gotten that's, better than that. That's perfect, actually. Um, our uh, our buddy Mitch over at the Terror Table had mentioned that he thought the special effects in Matrix uh, Regurgitations. What's the newest one's called? <laughs> Resurrections. <laughs> Resurrections. He said that they uh, they looked kind of janky. And then I was like watching this. I was like, you know, some of these visual effects look a little bit. Uh, dated to me, but I do think a lot of the stuff that is uh, just like in camera um, or maybe just like uh, fun shots, like you were talking about, Sarah, with the uh, the, the Morpheus glass reflection. Uh, I think a lot of that stuff looks good and holds up, but some of the the, the CGI, you know, it, it was a different time. It was 22 years ago, you know, so I'm, I'm willing to uh, give it that grace. For sure, man. Um, yep. We got the newest fan of Matrix up here. We got little Aurora. She just woke up from her nap, so if you hear her, that's her. Mm-hmm. She's. Like, you have any thoughts on Matrix, babe? She has thoughts on water right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. some snacks. What What is her Matrix name going to be? Oh, good call. Ooh, princess. Oh. Princess anything or just or, princess? Or she... It's going to be no. No. <laughs> currently, no. her only word is no. Oh, okay. Hey, be respectful, <laughs> fellas. Yeah, princess, no. Mm-hmm. So we'll have, to, mm-hmm. we'll have to wrap this up, but uh, Brent, did you have any other notes you wanted to mention? No, I think I'm, I think I'm all set. Yeah, it was a good discussion. Excellent. Well, I, I figured it's almost like this movie is so... Uh, it's like... It's the best one. It's hard to almost talk about it. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to rip apart the sequels, but it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like I have more to say about them than I do same. this one. Everybody kind of generally feels the same about this one. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. it's awesome. It's, it's you know, has some good looks to it. It has some dated things to it. But overall, mm-hmm. it's the best of the series. And, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. So. For sure. Um, well, right on, man. Well, um, as we've said all month, we're going to be doing Matrix. So, next week, we're going to do Animatrix. We do not have a guest lined up for that yet. I'm not sure if we'll get someone, but we'll be looking out for, for anybody. And mm-hmm. um, it'll be fun for both of us, I think, because we've never seen all of them. Um, so, it'll be fun to revisit all those. Kind of like, uh, it's like different anime styles, too, right? Like the Star Wars I stuff believe- that came out, Visions or whatever. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I, I believe on the uh, the artwork for it, there's like some CGI animation, there's some like classic anime, um, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to, to go back through. I remember seeing this all the way through a couple of times, like shortly after it came out on DVD. Yes, I had upgraded to a DVD player at a certain <laughs> point, not to brag, but eventually I did have a couple of nickels to rub together to afford one of those. But um, yeah, I'm interested to, uh, to, to get your thoughts on that because... Uh, I believe some of that stuff is uh, kind of weird and wild. I'm not sure how how much of uh, canon it holds up. Yeah, it'll be interesting um, to to revisit that a little bit and uh, mm-hmm. like kind of see some some things we haven't seen with this world yet. Maybe it'll be some really yeah. cool stories. So, mm-hmm. 
I like that. <laughs> it looks like cool. All right, well, if you'd like to contact us, all of the info is in the show notes as usual. You can also rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars are always appreciated. And if you like our show, share it with your friends. So Please. that we can disappoint more people. Yes, yes. Unpopular opinions abound. Um, all right, well, uh, this has been a blast. Uh, come back next week for Animatrix and join us all May long for Matrix. Matrix. Yes. So the, the very horse-heavy Matrix movies. Um, and until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. I'm Sarah. I'm Josh. <laughs> and I'm Aurora. And let's talk later. <laughs> <laughs> Alleged. Alleged, Alleged recording. Oh, listen. We'll mm-hmm. find out later. <laughs> um, do you have uh, uh, anything for this portion of um, events? I don't know about Batman. Okay. You don't know about Batman? I don't. Well, I don't either. You is know. It, is it pre? Is it pre? Uh, main topic time. This is all sync word outtakes. Oh, sync word mm-hmm. outtakes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Sand in my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> because the, just topical points yes, of conversation. Yeah, oh, okay. That has been a topic of conversation at least here at this house. Mm-hmm. Because the ocean's wonderful, but sand is terrible. It's it's uh, literal worst. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's just like an issue with how um, expressively you're walking, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but maybe. Foot shuffle, something like that. Maybe, that, maybe that's the, the key to preventing that Do you think issue from happening. Preventing sand crotch is, is uh-huh. like tap dancing could help or Look, this is, the, this is part of my platform that I'm running on in eight years. Um, oh, wow. We have to get the sand out of crotches. <laughs> I know people don't like to, to hear it, but uh, it's truly a problem, you know? As, as you both know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I didn't think Brent was going to be alive in eight years. I probably won't, but you know, uh, my stand-in. I've I've been looking forward to a zombie president for a long time. <laughs> you can break, you can fulfill that role, man. Well, obviously, Rob Zombie has that uh, on lock for right now. But yes, uh, if we do reincarnate, you know, it's in order of succession. It's Rob Zombie, Jesus, and then me. That's that's a good I believe that's how it goes. That's a hierarchy. That works, I think, overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do think that we might be headed for a Rob Zombie president, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> and Dragula will be his campaign song, and it'll be like, this is a good song. I don't know how to not vote for him. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, candidate Zombie, how do you, in fact, uh, prepare to assist the economy on recovering? He's like, well, honestly, he rolls up his, his denim sleeves. Honestly, um, I guess phase one of my plan is to Dig through the ditches and burn through the witches. Okay. I thought that was a two-parter. No, it's both. Oh, okay. It's both. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 one A and one B, and okay. then you move on to phase two. Uh, he's not there yet. He's still finalizing some details. Once he finishes this monsters or monsters reboot, then he'll get to phase two of that. But you know, for right now, those uh, one A and one B of his plan. I heard he was doing the monsters to build his cabinet out too. Could be. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But not like you know who else built cabinets? Jesus. That's why he's number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell of a carpenter, that guy. Full circle. What have you built yeah. lately, Brent? Yeah, you, you got to get some carpentry skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, one time my wife and I built a what we thought was going to be a functional table like for our living room uh, we had sold our old one and we we're like well we need something in between now and when we get a new one and uh we decided to build one we essentially bought a plank of wood and four legs from lowe's the uh people know what lowe's is yes. <laughs> but um <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we got that, and we got some, like, fasteners and brackets and everything, and we, like, um, put stain on it and everything, and, like, we were pretty excited about it, that it was, like, self-sufficient, you know? It's just, like, a basic-ass table, but we did it, you know? So we put the legs on this thing, flip it upside down, and it is the wobbliest fucking thing that's ever <laughs> existed in humanity. And then, like, uh, one of our friends was like, yeah, we, we kind of expected this would not work. And I was like, hey! And then I looked at the table, I was like, no, you, you're right. You're right, yeah. I deserve this. So in terms of trying to be a carpenter for the presidency, mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you did put forth the effort. I did, yeah. Yeah, I think I owned some, like, 80-grit sandpaper as well. You know what you could so. build to really help, like, move your candidacy forward? Just, like, a bunch of cutting boards. I, b- I believe in you oh. and your ability mm-hmm. to build cutting boards. Uh, my friend Ross, I think, made a cutting board. Or maybe it was a... I don't know. It was somebody I know made a cutting board. And I was like, oh, I thought... You just buy those. I didn't realize that a human can make stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, people with skills in the real world uh, can do so, you know? Not for me. Not for me. Well, I think you have goals. Mm-hmm. There's just not those goals. Do you use a cutting board, Stephen? Or do you just, like, because you're, don't you have a countertop that you use to, like? Yeah, that's why I have a hand. Mm-hmm. You pal- just, just, palm. just hold the thing you want to cut, get the knife, mm-hmm. and, like, right, right here. Oh, you... Uh, you's having fun with me. I see what you're saying. I was like, you have a hand. I was like, to make dough? To like need dough? I was like, I really went on a journey in my brain there that was just like... You're trying to yes and so bad. You're like... I was. I, was, I had fully disconnected from the Matrix. I was hooked up to a pinball machine. It was out of order. It said nothing but tilt on there. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Damn. It's all right. Tank, recall me. I you know? feel like... Um, President Zombie would be a good sync word, though. Oh, President yeah. Zombie? President okay, Zombie. we can do that. And that yeah. could mean either you or Rob. Okay. Okay. Is yes. That okay? I but agree to these terms. Jesus. But not Jesus. No. no, well... I mean, he, he wasn't, wasn't here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he left. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, you have to be born in this this country, right? Oh, so oh, that's, man. that's the problem, yeah. yeah. It's... We, there's no room here, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, you know? <laughs> Give us your huddled masses, but mm. Jesus, mm. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Not from here, man. Uh, dude knows about yeah. sand, though. Yeah. Uh, oh God, that's the thing. Sandals. He could he could bless that sand right out of your crotches, you know. Yes. <laughs> Jesus powers. So what are we doing, President Zombie? Yes. Sink, is that right? Okay. All right. So President Zombie to sink on three, one, two, three. President Zombie. Isn't that great? She's she's definitely feeling unpopular opinions, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> One second, baby. No! <laughs>
All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. It's been a lot okay. of fun. Uh, we'll come back next week. <laughs> you know, next week, That's another life, episode. Oh, That's no. life. She's like, give me my grilled cheese or whatever it is. <laughs> He doesn't even want a french fry right now. <laughs> She's getting ketchup. That'll help. <laughs> It'll help you. Yeah. Like, I can't see her. I yeah. don't know what's going on in the background. But man. Josh pinched her. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs>